You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. What I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Well, we're certainly looking forward to getting back home and playing in Bryant-Denny Stadium on Saturday night. You know, homecoming is a a great tradition, and uh, I know it gives everybody, a lot of people uh, who are Alabama folks, an opportunity to come back and, you know, refresh some of the relationships and, you know, traditions that they enjoyed when they were here and um, what they were proud of, and we certainly want to play the game in a way that, they can be proud of what we do. Um, I think the big emphasis for the team this year week is, you know, playing to win. You know, um, you know, there's a difference between playing to win and playing to keep from getting beat. You know, I mean, when you're playing to keep from getting beat, the game, it's not really about winning. It's about being afraid to mess up, you know, painting negative pictures in your mind of bad things that could happen, and that doesn't help you have success. So we want to be positive, correct mistakes, um, have the goal to be, uh, you know, go out and be aggressive and um, execute the way you're capable of, of executing. Um, capability and reliability to execute under any circumstance. Um, we certainly have the capacity to do that. Uh, we just got to do it with consistency, and that's what we're looking forward, you know, to trying to do. 
You know, we're really saddened to hear the passing of one of Mississippi State's, you know, players, uh, Sam Westmoreland. Our thoughts and, you know, prayers go out to he, uh, his family, uh, his friends, uh, the Mississippi State, you know, football team. Um, you know, this is, you know, terrible that a young person um, is not going to be able to enjoy a successful life. Um, so, but with that, we're, you know, trying to get ready to play again. Welcome in. And again, I was Coach Saban at the very beginning of the show and uh, talking about getting ready for this Mississippi State game and other news and notes we've heard throughout the week. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. We caught the bowling of this generation. Great time. Family with uh, family, co workers, friends, the food, the fun, and all the great uh, atmosphere out there at Top Golf of Birmingham. Uh, also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. While the uh, offense looks uh, a lot like it has over the years with Will Rogers uh, throwing the ball, they're up from 29 points per game in 2021 to 35 so far this year. Points per game, they put up 40 points uh, plus on Memphis. Texas A&M, Bowling Green, and Arkansas with uh, 16 and 17 point duds against uh, LSU and Kentucky mixed in uh, to bring that average down a little bit. But uh, again, this Mississippi State team, they can play air raid offense, and the guy that really created it and uh, came up with, uh, well, took it over after uh, being with Hal Mummy and other guys, but uh, has a lot of, I guess you'd say, disciples out there, not only in college football, but also in pro football, as we've talked about throughout the week. But uh, going to be a challenge for Alabama this weekend and uh, with Mississippi State coming into Tuscaloosa. But Matt uh, Coulter at live at ABX. Lars has got the day off. Uh, Matt, you know, we were, we're going to talk to Leach yesterday, but really a tragedy for them and uh, losing a player at 18 years of age. We, we knew that there was something that was happening that took him away from that interview yesterday, but I uh, had no idea uh, that it was the uh, passing away of one of their student athletes, one of their players on the team. Uh, but uh, really, really sad to, to see that happen. Uh, but but uh, for them, uh, I know that's a lot of tragedy to have to deal with here. Midweek, getting ready for a big matchup at Tuscaloosa. Details of his death are uh, not really available, may never be. Uh, it is just an absolute tragedy when you use a young man at the age of, uh, lose a young man at the age of 18. Um, it just says he died suddenly. And I, I guess when uh, Tony Curry sent out that text message to all of our group yesterday and said, well, it's pretty easy to figure out why Mike Leach was not able to join us on the show yesterday. And of course, everybody understands that. Uh, not even sure if he'll be able to do it tomorrow. Those are very, very trying circumstances uh, when you lose a player, especially one so young. He was an invited walk-on at Mississippi State, uh, kind of an undersized offensive lineman, but from all I have read, just an outstanding young man. And and Nick Saban said it best: it's just a tragedy when you when somebody's life uh, in in a very, very, very young age is it's taken from them. So our prayers go out to Mississippi State and the Westmoreland family. Because um, I just text back to you, oh, I said, God, that's just awful. Uh, and uh, you hit your knees. That That's that's the best and uh, kind of the only thing you can do at this time. But uh, anyway, Jay, uh, as difficult it is to transition, uh, Alabama does play Mississippi State this weekend. You mentioned their passing game and Will Rogers. Um, is Alabama likely to uh, boost another Heisman Trophy candidate this weekend? Or are they going to shut him down? 
uh, hopefully shut him down and hopefully get more pressure than it did last week on uh, Hendon Hooker, the Tennessee quarterback who was able to stay in the pocket, make the throws down the field, but also he got it out quick. And uh, tempo, you wonder if that's something that Mississippi State will look at doing since they do go four wide and uh, try to spread Alabama out. You're going to see a lot of crossing routes. They call it the mesh play that uh, is very big with air raid. They'll run that probably 15, 20 times a game in different formations, different looks. But, um, again, you're going to get the same kind of the same uh, plays. They're just going to be dressed up differently. And Matt Costanz used to give us a – illustration of how he liked offense he said look it's like at christmas you get the same pair of black socks over and over again it's just they're ripped and wrapped in different packaging (laughs) so you have no idea what's coming and uh, that was kind of his philosophy be really good at what you do have a few plays that you can execute at a high level and it can win games and not make mistakes mentally or physically that you can go out there and execute at at such a level to win and um, you know that's kind of the approach that they take with mike leach i mean you're going to see certain plays that he will just continue to run and he'll try to stay honest with the run game. But the, the run game for them is screening passes to the running backs, to the wide receivers on the outside. That's the way that they really think of about, you know, they, they call that the short handoffs through the air. And uh, But this air raid offense can be tough to defend, and they really want to spread you out, use the entire field. It's going to be a challenge uh, for the secondary. Uh, once again, from last week to this week, we talked about the cheetah package, trying to get that in. I think they'll have a better chance this week uh, than uh, I don't think they'll play with the tempo that Tennessee did. They may try to keep that personnel off the field. But uh, we'll see how Alabama reacts after a tough loss to Tennessee. Now some off-the-field stuff that continues with uh, with uh, Jermaine Burton and uh, everything that's going on there and the investigation into uh, what, what he did after the game in two instances. One, pushing a camera away from a young man. At least that's what we saw. And now that there may have been a camera push as well or push to the head of the girl um, who uh, – uh, has video t- or somebody had videotaped that as well, and she's come out and made some comments about it. So some off-the-field stuff to kind of worry about, but at the same time, other guys got to be ready to step up and step in. Jay, the term has been around in football, I guess kind of in the huddle more so than out now. But when you say mesh play, uh, it appears in some ways to have been a term that just popped up here recently. But it's been around a while, and... I think it'd be a great opportunity right now, Jay. You don't mind me putting you on the spot. But you are a quarterback. What is a mesh play? It's it's, a, it's basically a scheme of, of picks and routes, isn't it? It is. And the routes on the outside can be different. You can have guys coming over the top from one side with a post route or maybe a dig route in behind it. You can have guys running uh, you know, uh, post routes uh, on the opposite side. You have fade routes. You can I mean, pretty much do anything on the outside. The mesh inside, one guy's going to go about six yards. That'll be as deep. As he gets five to six yards, the other guy then will come underneath him. You're trying to get a pick play, in a sense. And that mesh picking off that linebacker or getting a linebacker to flow a little bit more in in zone and then getting back across his face. And they'll sit down in the mesh. They'll continue to run. And based on coverage, it's all kind of read routes by the wide receiver. But one guy's going to go high. One guy's going to go low. But it really makes it tough on that interior defense and can be quick throws for you as well if you've got any type of blitz package. Uh, coming at them where it frees up over the middle very quickly. If, if Will Rogers reads that, it's where he can get some big plays. But very tough to defend. You see this play, the mesh play from uh, from Little League football at the upper ages all the way through junior high, high school, NFL, uh, college. I mean, NFL is running a lot of this now. 
the mesh play, especially close to the goal line. But uh, but Mike Leach will run the mesh play uh, backed up. He'll run it midfield. He'll run it everywhere. It's his, his favorite play in the book. I remember reading one time uh, about him, uh, read a bunch about him over the years, and more on the coaching side than anything else, and watching some of the films uh, online and stuff of the mesh play. And it's something that – you know he'll he'll call it 15 times in a row if he feels like they can't stop it. That's just how much he loves it. Jay, is there a certain type of quarterback that runs this? Obviously, you got to be able to read. All right, let's set that aside. But athletically, is there a certain type of quarterback that can better run mesh plays than others? No, I mean it's it's really for the throwers. I mean it's an easy throw. Uh, it's right there, and, you know, in your face. Um, you know, in the ball sometimes. The, the ones that get tough is once they move through and they're moving away from you a little bit, can make it a little bit tougher throw. But uh, the more you run it, the better you get at it. Uh, Homer Smith was big on the mesh play. Uh, we ran it a few times uh, or, or a number of times in a game, and uh, we you know, felt like that was a good play. And so I, don't, I don't think it's about athletic ability. It's really, as you said, more about being able to see it, read it, and get it out quick. And if you can do that, you can, you can cause uh, some issues. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we got Christian Miller. That's Matt's uh, Saturday uh, sidekick on the uh, pregame show. Been doing some sideline reporting uh, this year for the Crimson Tide as well. And former outside linebacker, he'll join us uh, and talk about Alabama. Mississippi State, as we preview that game coming up just two days away from that in T-Town, coming up at 6 p.m. Stay with us. We're live from AVX on this Thursday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Ask Big. Have you seen our artisan-created diamonds? If you've been in a room with one, you can't miss it. Tom Osmond from Fincher and Osmond. Above the freezing mark, the sky cleared, the low at 39. And a beautiful day tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, the high at 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. to get out to eat tonight or throughout the weekend uh, get over to rock and roll sushi really pretty much any day of the week you'll love it and uh, the sushi the atmosphere with the rock and roll music you feel like you're back in the uh, 80s and 90s and uh, really a great uh, atmosphere but uh, unbelievable food uh, matt likes the hibachi and uh, i know we we go there my kids go down in tuscaloosa as well at the uh, location there a lot of locations one now downtown the brand new location they've had there for about Six or seven months now, and maybe longer than that. It's hard to believe uh, they've uh, been open that long. And uh, but just a great place, Matt. I know you guys love to go out to Rock and Roll Sushi. Yeah. The, the uh, again, the sushi is phenomenal. But the hibachi and so many other different menu items they've got for people who may not like sushi, but the atmosphere and everything is just great. It's perfect for us because Karen loves sushi. I'm I'm okay with just kind of the basics, the California rolls and stuff like that. But the hibachi stuff, they have shrimp, lobster, steak, and chicken, and it's absolutely fabulous. I think I told you this uh, a month or so ago that uh, I took all my family there uh, for my birthday. And, God, we had a blast. Anyway, uh, rock and roll sushi. We go to the one in Hoover, which is, by the way, the highest grossing rock and roll sushi of the 51 in their chain. And they handle it perfectly. Great service. Okay. Yeah, rock and roll sushi, right. and uh, yeah. you'll get out. You'll love it. It's an amplified dining experience no doubt matt what you got 
Well, I wanted to uh, give a plug to AL.com because uh, one of their reporters slash photographers, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly, Wes Senor. It's uh, spelled S-E-N-O-R. I believe I got that right. Anyway, he was on the field. Uh, in fact, he was just underneath the goalposts where that knuckleball went through. And I don't know if you've seen this or not, Jay. I just saw it a little while ago. It wasn't posted until last night. But he has video of the activity, uh, maybe the chaos, uh, some of the violence, uh, and some of the people falling and fighting. And it's really crazy. It, it's uh, Nobody gets hurt bad. It's not anything like that. But actually, Jay, part of the video shows two Tennessee fans underneath the goalposts fighting each other. Now, you beat he beat Alabama for the first time in 15 years, and then you wail on each other. Uh, I urge you just go to AL.com. You'll be able to find it and just search up and down there. But uh, I find Can't it. Can't wait to see it. You know, based, it, it's, oh, uh, and he's got guys falling and people having a big time, so, you know, uh, hoisting each other on the shoulders. Uh, you know, it may be painful for some Alabama fans to watch, and I understand that. But I I found it very very entertaining. That opposed to my question for you, Jay, is if maybe your sources you've been able to uncover anything. Have you heard anything about possible disciplinary action towards Jermaine Burton? I have not. I mean, only Coach Saban's statement yesterday about it, and um, I think they're continuing to look into it, trying to get as much footage as they possibly can to kind of see what all went down. Did he shove a phone, or did they? Did she, he actually push her? Uh, in the head, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, a, a lot of questions still there that they want to make sure that they've got all the information correct. I haven't seen anything early this morning or this morning, um, but uh, yesterday was, you know, the only thing we got was a release from Coach Saban. Uh, going back to the fans real quick, though, and I, I know you've probably seen, but I cannot believe the amount of reactions uh, that I've seen on TikTok and other places where, I mean, people are holding their phones, waiting for the kick, kick happens, and, I mean, Grown men and grown women, as well as, you know, young people, college, I mean, bawling, crying, and so emotional about that win. This shows you how important it is, number one, college football to so many fans in the SEC, how much it means uh, to them once they get over the hump of a 15-game winning streak. But more importantly, I think just Alabama uh, beating Coach Saban and uh, knowing that this has been, you know, the best uh, dynasty and team over the last 15 years, especially over the last decade, and, um, you know, just to see how important it or what it means for so many fans to beat the Crimson Tide and, and more importantly for Tennessee fans to finally get over that 15-game losing streak to Alabama. And, and again, it, it shows you, too, because a lot of the fans I saw were probably a little bit younger than me uh, and, and then t uh, probably to your age or older, Matt, and the emotions. And, and it just shows you how big that rivalry is to that generation. Yeah, there was a guy my age trying to come over the wall. He just fell flat on his face, but he got up. And he was smiling. He was loving it. He didn't care. Uh, just to kind of bring this out, and if it sounds arrogant being an Alabama graduate and and, 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 and now outwardly an Alabama fan, uh, but I like to play fair, uh, I can't ever remember a victory Alabama had that would have sent me into the frenzy that we saw at Tennessee. Now, I will name a couple that are close. Um, I wasn't there, but I was watching it on television. The goal line stand was monumental. Um, uh, I think when Tua came in and threw that touchdown pass to Georgia. Oh, you know what? I think I did go crazy on Van Tiffin. I, 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 I think quick people story. rushed the field that game. 
You know, uh, they did because, golly, you're right. I don't think it was any, it wasn't even close to what happened this past Saturday. You're right, Jay. That may be the only time. Um, because I remember afterwards Ray Perkins telling the media, he says, I could not find Van Tiffen, and that's why. Because uh, And he finally did, and he grabbed him, and somebody had the audience. I love you, Van Tiffen. <laughs> And that coming from Perkins, who's a very stoic, who was a very stoic in, individual, was uh, I thought that was very, very interesting. But you know, you're right, Jay. But that may have I was at Channel 13 at the time, and I was taking the feed from the from Legion Field, and um, he lined up for that kick. You know, that great drive with Shula and um, Al Bell on the reverse. I, I, I could go all through that, but uh, anyway. Uh, that kick went good. I remember running up and down the halls, Channel 13, just yelling my butt off. But uh, <laughs> that's probably the most emotional I've ever been. Uh, but nothing like after 15 years. Tennessee showed it. Uh, they won it. And now let's see what they do at Georgia. Yeah, that was 1985 you are talking about with Van Tiffen. I was at the game sitting in the opposite end zone and with my mom, my dad, and my sister. And we were around a ton of Auburn fans. And uh, – as the game, you know, was dwindling down, what a number one, what a fourth quarter that was, one of the best fourth quarters, I think, ever in uh, Iron Bowl history with the back-and-forth scoring that went on during that quarter. But, um, I mean, they were sitting there as we were drive, about to begin the drive, and then Al Bell, as you talked about, reversed the pass to Richardson. We took it across the field and able to barely get out of bounds right on the sideline, kind of like right in front of Pat Dye, and then uh, able to get the kickoff. And I'll never forget the Auburn fans sitting there as we were preparing for that drive, and they were already singing at that time with the big popular song was not a na na. Hey, 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 goodbye. And, uh, we we're just like, ah, oh, you know, Steam. thinking it's going to happen. And then within like 45 seconds later, we're celebrating the, the win. And I think that kick would have gone for about 65 yards. It went 52. He was juiced. He was, uh, I'll tell you another time that was uh, really, really exciting. No rush in the field. And it may have been the last time Alabama played Auburn at Legion field. Uh, Dennis Riddle. Remember Dennis Riddle? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was the first game, Alabama game, I had gone to in like 20, 15, 20 years. I sat in the stands. I sat in the stands with one of my dear buddies, and I guess it was the emotion of where we were, but uh, people were running around in the stands hugging anybody they could find. It didn't matter. Everybody's just swapping hugs. Uh, because you want to talk about drives. Uh, Freddie Kitchens. Uh, Woody McCorvey dialed that thing up and they talked, didn't they talk Gene Stallings into, uh, letting them run shotgun. They, they'd practiced it, but never run it. Isn't that the story I've heard? Yeah. And, and I tell you that, well, they, we'd ran it the year, years before with Homer, uh, it, but yet they definitely yeah. got to where they wanted to, uh, throw the ball more and, um, and kind of take, take the, uh, the, the offense in the 20th century at that time after Homer got in there, I think he had influenced him enough, but Woody took it over and, and actually ended up having one of the best passing years. Uh, in, you know, in the SEC and uh, really did a terrific job uh, as the coordinator of that offense. Uh, that particular game, remember, that was, I think that was 96. But, um, yeah, good yep, stuff. It was 96. All right, we got... Uh, that made up, me feel uh, better about the Tennessee game, Jay. That's right, yeah. Coming back, bringing back some good memories. All right, Christian Miller is going to join us, former outside linebacker, Crimson Tide, and uh, he'll join us here on the other side. We'll talk Alabama-Mississippi State coming up this weekend at 6 p.m. at Bryant-Denny Stadium.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Live from AVX, and uh, Matt, I'm not sure if we do have Chris or not yet uh, up and ready to go, Oops. but uh, once we get him up, we'll, okay, we got him up and going. All right, let's go to Christian Miller, and again, outside linebacker, former outside linebacker with the Crimson Tide NFL, and also been doing some sideline reporting, and does the pregame show with Matt in D.C. each and every Saturday, the Tide Tailgate Show on Tide 100.9 FM. Christian, always great to have you on once again this week, and uh, man, what a tough loss uh, last week, and you know about that rivalry, what it's like to play in that game, as I do, and uh, to come away with a loss like that and after 15 straight wins. But uh, kind of give us your thoughts about the game, then we'll move on to the big one coming up uh, this Saturday. Yeah, Jay, it definitely was a, a tough one. And uh, my thoughts, you know, initially, probably I saw a lot of the same things a lot of uh, other people saw, and that was way too many penalties, you know, 17 of them the most ever. Um, uh, we gave up way too many explosive plays. Uh, on defense, and, and it just looked like we just, you know, had a lack of attention to detail, it's kind of kind of lackluster. I know guys had mentioned, you know, they were, um, you know, a little anxious for the game because it was a, you know, a big game, but just still, man, it, it just feels like, you know, we've just gradually, you know, been making mistakes, and uh, they just hadn't been cleaned up, um, and, and they finally came back to bite us. And, uh, you know, just a couple other things I, I noticed, you know, we didn't really affect – the quarterback too well, and I was hoping that would be a, a strong point for us, um, especially with our guys we have on defense. And I thought that was going to be critical in this game. You know, you're, you're facing a, a Heisman uh, hopeful at quarterback and um, a very talented quarterback, and the best thing you can do against those guys is, is affect them. And I don't think we did that enough. And and in the back end, it just looked like guys had you know bad bad eye discipline, uh, getting caught looking in the backfield, um, bad footwork. Again, just all the little small details. Um, just seemed to not really be prevalent in this game. And I feel like, unfortunately, those came back to bite us. But with all that being said, um, I will say if we had to lose one, that probably would be the game. Um, you know, Tennessee's in the East, so we're still in control of our destiny as long as we win out. Um, you know, we still can uh, attain all of our goals that we had coming into the season. So, um, again, there's just so many things to, to, to talk about on that game. You know, you have to put into to perspective that, they were the number one offense in the country, so you, you knew what you were going against, and I just don't feel like we, we answered the bell when we needed to. Christian Miller is our guest here on the Jay Barker Show and Network. You'll hear him all day Saturday. Uh, we do our tailgate show uh, five hours before, so we'll go on the air at 1, and then he'll be a part of the Alabama Crimson Tide Sports Network uh, doing sidelines this weekend as Alabama hosts Mississippi State. Uh 
listen to the pregame. I promise you, it's it's well worth your dime. Uh, and not because of me, it's because of D.C. and uh, Christian Miller. Christian, we talked about this, I think, after the Texas game, on the pregame and maybe on this show. But I want to go back through it again because you said something that I have thought about when I see Alabama uh, a, a little anxious, tentative. Uh, we don't. There's not a visible Reuben Foster it is a dog. Do you see that? Well, I feel like you know you have guys like Will Anderson, you know, who's a very uh, dominant guy. You know, he's a great leader. Um, but again, these guys are still just a little bit different than you know some of the guys that I played with and the guys that played before me. Uh, you know, the guys like the Rubens and the you know Ashawn Robinsons, those uh, type of guys. You know, their style is a little bit different. You know, those guys will, you know, get in your face. You know, they'll cut you out. You know, they'll, you know, <laughs> they'll jack you up a little bit to make sure you're right. I mean, when I played, I mean, we'd be beating guys. And, you know, somebody would make a, you know, a mistake on defense. We might be up 30. And they might jack you up. Be like, hey, man, you got to get that right, you know. And, uh, again, I know everybody's different. All these teams are different. But, I mean, that's definitely something I noticed. But at the same time, you know, it, it, you know, again, people are going to be different, but yeah, there, there definitely is a difference with these guys now, and uh, you know, just got to learn to adjust, I guess. But you know, it would be nice to feel like have kind of that alpha presence, uh, you know, with a few more guys in the scene. We are visiting with Christian Miller, former outside linebacker, Crimson Tide, and NFL, also doing the uh, as far as the radio shows and uh, doing the sideline reporting for the Crimson Tide as well. Uh, Christian, with Coach Saban, weeks like this to me, I feel like that he really likes the ability to coach guys up. We talked about that again after the Texas game. Um, I, I know he wants to see these guys kind of take that step forward. And, you know, is it – I mean, you can't – I wouldn't think it would it'd be a lack of leadership. I mean, looking at Will Anderson, Jordan Battle, looking at, um, you know, even with Bryce Young on the office side of the ball, other guys that have really stepped up over the years and, and been those kind of vocal leaders in the – locker room and, and even uh, in the media as well that we've heard and even Coach Saban has praised him. Uh, this week, I think a lot of people felt like he was going to be a little bit more intense and has seemed to be a lot less uh, or more complimentary of this team and of these players and talking about what they've got to do. I mean, talk about his pro approach and just the things you've seen, the buttons that he's able to push and kind of knowing the psyche of his team. Yeah, you know, one thing about him is, you know, he's definitely going to be, you know, tough on this guy, but, but at the same time, he's he's going to do a good job of trying to resonate with them. And he understands that, look, you know, I know everybody else is upset about this game, but the people who are the most upset are the guys in that locker room. You know, they go into practice every day working their tails off. They go into those workouts, lifting the weights. You know this, Jay. I mean, they, they watch all the film. You know, those, those guys were affected uh, more than you can imagine after that loss. So, he just wants to do what he can to, to find a way to get these guys, uh, you know, locked in and back on track and to understand, like, hey, you know, that was, you know, a tough one, but it's a learning lesson. And we have two options here. We can soak over it or we can go out there and we can take it one game at a time. We're still in control of our destiny because that's what he, he spoke to us when I played. I remember when we would, I think when we lost to, uh, I think it was, uh, might have been like Ole Miss or whatnot, whatnot but, um, you know, he always would just put it like, hey, we can, we can either learn from this or we can we can cry about it. And, you know, it's just on us. As long as we do what we have to do, we still can accomplish our goals. And, and that happened for, you know, I played in four straight national championships, and the two that I won, we had one loss. So I think people have to just understand, man, you know, it's part of football, and you just got to move on. Christian Miller, our guest here on the Jay Barker Show Network. Christian, uh, did Tennessee – 
you know, they run so fast. I've, I've never seen a team just go, 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 go like them. What does that do to a defense, and did that keep Alabama from implementing the cheetah package more than they want or less than they wanted? Yeah, it's tough when a team's going so fast because it's, it's hard to get your personnel out on the field. Like you mentioned, you might not be able to get uh, that personnel out in enough time. You know, the rest are supposed to kind of stand over the ball if they sub, but if they're not subbing, then you don't get a chance to sub. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. And then, you know, you add on to that when they're going fast, it's harder to communicate and you have to communicate that much quicker and um, guys just have to get lined up and ready to go. But, you know, you got to give credit to Tennessee. They came out there with a great game plan. Um, they did a really good job, you know, you know, widen those receivers out and put them in really tight splits and, and stress those safeties. And, and it was just a, a really tough matchup for our guys. So, um, you know, between the tempo and, and their offensive game plan and scheming, you know, they just did a really good job. And uh, they unfortunately got the better of us. How would you defend this offense coming up the air raid? And uh, I know you probably played against it. Uh, it's been around for a while, but, and Mike Leach will he'll run the same play five, six times in a row or 15 times in a game. The mesh play especially, we talked about that early in the passing game, but just kind of your, your take on this matchup this weekend. Yeah, so, you know, with me being an edge guy, man, you know, pass rush and, and the coverage always work hand in hand, but um, I will say that's one thing I, I feel like you have to do well when you play these types of teams. You have to rush the passer. You have to make him uncomfortable. Um, I know people like to, you know, drop eight. I believe we just lost Christian. Or Jay. But not me. <laughs> I hate to ask this, but is anybody there? Hey, I'm sorry. I'm here. I'd muted out and I was sitting there talking to you, laughing about okay. it, and you couldn't hear me. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I do think we lost Christian Miller, though. Probably we did, just need yeah. Redial him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know if he, if he hit, hit a button. I think he may be back. Christian, you back? Yeah, I'm yeah. back. Sorry, guys. I don't uh, know what happened. This, I got disconnected. <laughs> no problem at all. That. Continue what you were saying. But yeah, so I, I just I feel like you have to affect these quarterbacks. You know, a lot of people like to drop eight, thinking you know, obviously you have more guys in coverage. But again, if you're playing a, a good enough quarterback, man, he if he has enough time to sit back there, all he needs is that little bit of separation to find a window, and he's going to put the ball there. So I would make sure I send my guys get after the quarterback, affect them, and make sure all our our secondary are on the same page and communicating well, and they're doing a good job of. Uh, again, their eye discipline, their footwork, their technique, and making sure they're doing a good job putting the top on the defense. Because you know, these, these quarterbacks looking to air that football out, especially Will Rogers, is one of the best in the country at doing that. Christian, when you face a guy like Will Rogers and the Pirate, and they're just going to keep throwing and throwing and throwing, and you, you, a, a Tennessee team that's just going NASCAR on you, is it tougher mm -hmm. on you mentally or physically, or could I just say both? Yeah, uh, I would say mentally it's pretty tough just because, again, when it's going so quick like that, you know, it's just hard to, you know, you have to look to the sideline, get the call, you have to line back up, you have to, because, again, you got to remember there's pre-snap things you have to see as well. You know, you can't just get a call and know exactly what you're doing. Sometimes you have to see what, what formation and to, to know what you're doing. If it's a two-by, if it's two-by-two, two, you're playing one coverage. If it's three-by-one, you're playing another another coverage. I mean, there's so many things you have to see, and when they're going fast, it's hard to see those things and, and know exactly what you're doing, but... Um, again, you just have to trust your training and know, like, when we, we practice these things, you know, we, we, we uh, emulate that in practice. And you just have to understand that. You have to understand your job and understand the defense, and that gives you a better chance when you're playing these difficult offenses and trying, uh, trying to defend them. 
one of the big storylines coming after the game uh, of Tennessee was dealing with Jermaine Burton and a couple of instances. Um, how do you think Coach Saban handles this? And I mean, does he leave it up to the guys above him? Does he leave it to the SEC office? And, and do you think there'll be any type of disciplinary action for Jermaine Burton? You know, uh, usually Coach Saban might deal with that stuff in house and especially make sure that they do what they need to do to to address those things and, and hand out any proper discipline uh, that they, they feel is necessary. Um, it's definitely a, a tough situation because, you know, it's, you know, coming off the field, it's very emotional and you have all the, all this frenzy going around you. I mean, I, I don't um, condone any type of you know, behavior, but I think it's a, it's a difficult situation when you have all these people running around and cameras in your faces and they're pushing you and shoving you and, to me, it kind of looked like he was maybe hitting the phone. I'm not sure. I can't really speak on it. That's just kind of what I saw. But in terms of the discipline, I, they'll definitely handle that in-house and, and make sure they do what they need to do. I mean, Coach Evans, you know, you know very very uh, responsible when it comes to that, holding people accountable and doing the right thing. Uh, Christian, final question for you from me, and it's about a guy named Keon Keeley. Have you heard of this edge rusher out of Tampa? Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah. Alabama's. Uh, yeah, no, he he, lo- he likes you. He wants, did he? Because he wants to play like you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate him, uh, you know, being so supportive. And uh, yeah, now he reached out to me, and you know, uh, we actually got on the phone call not too long ago, and I got to talk to him. He's a really bright kid, very smart, very mature, and uh, athletically, he's a, a great talent. And uh, I think he would do really well in this defense. And uh, I'm, I'm obviously biased. I hope he comes here, but I told him, you know, you got to do whatever is best for you. But obviously, I think it would be a really good fit for you, and I just think you'd be very successful. Great stuff, as always. Christian Miller joining us here on the Jay Barker Show with Matt Coulter today. Lars got the day off, and uh, Christian, we really appreciate you. I have a great, uh, I, I guess, if you don't mind, one of you guys promote the, uh, the, the pregame show coming up on Saturday. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jay. Yeah, well, uh, you guys have yeah, go ahead, Matt. Yeah. You got it. No, 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 no. Uh, you take the lead on this. You're getting better and better. In fact, you're already <laughs> very, very good at it. Uh, you are going to do sidelines, though, am I right? Yes, sir. I'll be back on the sideline. But first and foremost, we've got the pregame show. You, Matt, Matt Coulter, D.C. Daniel, myself will be on there five hours before kickoff. We'll be at 1, at, 1, at 1 o'clock p.m. in the afternoon. It's a great show. We have a great time on there. Really enjoy it. We're live from 1225. So if you guys are around, come check us out or tune in on Tide 100.9 and uh, 95 through the Bears. It's a really good time. Jay, Gosh, I'm so glad you had a 6 o'clock game. <laughs> He's been in the business six months. I mean, six weeks. Good grief. Uh, hey, Christian, I look forward to see you. I'll see you Saturday. Sounds good, man. Thanks, Jason. Have Hi, my man. Thank you. Yeah, I love those night games because uh, Joe and I used to talk about the one, the one o'clock starts or the two o'clock starts are so much better than the sometimes five a.m. starts. <laughs> those eleven o'clock games. Yeah. Were you a guy that did you sleep in if you could on game day? Um. Someday, I mean, it really was just according to how I felt when I got up and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you could sleep in, you tried to stay in bed as much. And then, you know, really, it was just kind of back and forth, a couple of meetings, and then you'd go back and try to watch games. And the coaches would always say, "Don't get too emotional about them." I'm like, "You can't help that." I mean, if you're watching a team that you want to see get beat, <laughs> you know. So you know, I, I I actually love the night games. Some guys don't like sitting around waiting. I don't I don't mind that. I, I like to, you know the two thirty matchups as well. 11 o'clock a.m. was kind of tough sometimes, but kind of like to get it over. That way you had the whole day off. But, um, yeah, our 11.30 games, Jefferson Pilot games at that time. All right, we'll wrap up our number one coming up. And don't forget, at 115, Steve Irvine joins us, UAB. They got Western Kentucky coming up tomorrow night. 
at 7 p.m. at Western Kentucky. We'll talk with Steve Irvine at 1.15 about that in hour number two. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Finding the right Medicare plan? Oof, no easy feat. Kind of like those dances my granddaughter loves making me do. <laughs> but then I found Walgreens. Above the freezing mark, the sky cleared, the low at 39. And a beautiful day tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, the high at 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we continue live from AVX Audio Video Excellence. Matt Coulter, Lars, you got the day off. I'm Jay Barker, and Christian Miller just joined us talking about Alabama. Mississippi State always does a, a great job previewing uh, for us the games and looking back on what happened the week before. And also coming up at 115 against Steve Irvine talking UAB Western Kentucky. Their game tomorrow night at 7 p.m. again at Western Kentucky for the UAB Blazers. Uh, one of the things that um, I ran across uh, this morning, and I know this is kind of off the football path, but Kevin Durant is latest sports star to own a pickleball franchise. And uh, have you ever played pickleball yeah. before, Matt? No, I've watched it, uh, but it looks interesting. And also, I think it you can play it up until, I don't know, you're my age or older. Uh, but, yeah, I think, who else has one? Brady? Does Tom Brady have one? But now Durant's got one. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I... I, I I think yeah. So LeBron I'll, I'll James, let's see, LeBron, yeah, LeBron James previously announced owner of MLP expansion team alongside Maverick Carter, uh, Draymond Green, Kevin Love, Tom Brady, Kim Kleister, uh, 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 also named as part of an ownership uh, group of another team last week. Drew Brees, James Blake are also investors in the league. Um, I'm telling you, pickleball has become a very very popular sport, one of the most popular sports of the last what two or three years. Uh, the growth of it, yeah. and um, I mean, I got friends now that play this all the time. I got one buddy that's actually built a pickleball course in his backyard and does tournaments <laughs> on Sundays. Um, Jeremiah Castile, I'm pretty sure, and I know he plays because I got him. And the Danny Warfel is uh, does a, a golf tournament at Sea Island uh, every year, and I think it was it's either in October or it was in September. I think it's October though, uh, coming up. And um, he asked me to come over. Said, "Hey, I, I got to have you in my pickleball tournament." I'm like, "I don't play pickleball. I've never played before." In my life, I'm a tennis player. I'm not a pickleball player. I said, but I'll come play for the golf tournament. But I got the guy for you. Jeremiah Castile, I'm hearing, is a really good pickleball player, which does not surprise me because the guy is great at everything he does. Yeah. Uh, and, and that passed along to his sons. Uh, they were great yeah. athletes, too. But uh, my my grandsons play at Herdmont Park. You know where that is? It's off 119 there uh, in the Oak Mountain area. And I pass by them all the time. And they're lit, and there'll be people out there playing literally some, from sun up until they run them off. Um, it's very, very popular, and they now have the professional leagues, and that's how you get these team owners. But there's the Hard Eights, the Florida Smash, the SS, the Lions, the Jackrabbits. I love that one. Uh, the Mad Drops Pickleball Club, uh, the Chimeras. It's just it's crazy 
Um, it is the most popular sport to come along here, Jay, since what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what else has taken this nation by storm recently? Lacrosse. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but that's really kind of a young person sport. It is. Uh, yeah. It really doesn't matter. And I think don't, they, and you play in age groups, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's the way these tournaments are set up too. A lot like tennis is, but, uh, Jay, are you hinting that you are certain you are soon to have the Birmingham bashers? Yeah. Or the Birmingham coasters. <laughs> Are the are the deals the Birmingham deals the deals? (laughs) This is two straight days we've talked about pickles. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, Tony opened the show with it. Yeah, there's courts downtown and uptown. I think in that area where they've you know done all the different stuff that I think they're lighted and because one of my buddies said he goes down there plays and tournaments and stuff on the weekend or go down and find a find a game uh, at, at night down there. It's become a very popular thing and, and I know uh, we got buddies I'm going to play out of Greystone. Greystone actually built pickleball courts and a lot of the, the country clubs are building uh, on their tennis courts pickleball courts in order for their uh, members to have a place to play. So pretty cool though uh, that all these guys are getting involved in it and, and probably based on the fact that they're all putting money into franchises it's probably going to be here to stay for a while yeah. no doubt about it. Alright, hour number one is in the books here on this Thursday edition coming up Steve Irvine talking to UAB Western Kentucky tomorrow night. Their game kicks off at 7 p.m. at Western Kentucky. We'll talk with them at 1.15 in hour number two. Stay we're live from ABX. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two here on the Jay Barker Show, live from AVX. Audio, video, excellence. Matt Coulter in the house as well. And we got Lars Anderson off today, and uh, he'll be back with us coming up uh, tomorrow as we get ready for Alabama, Mississippi State, 6 o'clock kickoff at Bryant Denny Stadium. Auburn has got the week off. You got UT Martin at Tennessee. Maybe Jason Simpson, Ty Simpson's dad, can get some revenge on Tennessee for the Crimson Tide. That's an 11 a.m. start on the SEC Network. Ole Miss at LSU, 2.30 on CBS. Vanderbilt at Missouri, 3 p.m. on the SEC Network. Then it's Mississippi State at Alabama, again, 6 p.m. ESPN. Texas A&M at South Carolina at 6.30 coming up on the SEC Network. That is your SEC look as far as the schedule coming up uh, this weekend. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation. A great place to tailgate as well before and after those UAB games or even any type of activity or event that's going on at Protective Stadium. Uh, great venue and uh, you'll absolutely love the atmosphere of Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there, uh, folks there at Oxford Aniston at Sonny King Ford. Back to the Auburn Tigers, Matt. Uh, currently, uh, discussion spreading on social media regarding Brian Harson and his future at Auburn. Uh, this is written uh, by the uh, com- coming out of the uh, Auburn Daily uh, for uh, for the Auburn Tigers. It says some believe that because the Tigers did not let him go after the loss to Ole Miss, that he will be retained through the end of the season and will return as head coach next season. It's a confusing rumor that does not add up with all the other conversations surrounding Harson and where the program cl- clearly seems to be heading. Justin Hokuson of Auburn Live joined the Lock On Auburn podcast to address the conversation, give his perspective on what's going to happen. And uh, Justin said this, he's not going to be the coach next year, Hokuson said. So it's just a matter of timing. There's a lot of stuff we don't know behind the scenes in terms of, of timing. I think fans are just looking at it from a perspective of, well, Nebraska fired their coach, Arizona State fired their coach, Wisconsin fired their coach, Auburn is the best job that is available or will be available at this point. So Auburn's not in a rush. They don't need to beat anybody to the punch right now. So uh, one of the main reasons he writes the university hasn't necessarily been in a rush to keep Harson out has been because they currently don't have an athletic director in place. Former AD Alan Green stepped away from the position, as we know, back in August after his contract expired. It was apparent then that the search for a new director would not be a quick process. And 50 days into Rich McGlynn's, Interim tenure with the Tigers is still clear that Auburn wants to take its time finding their new guy, new AD. It was delayed. Uh, it, it has delayed any sort of conversation surrounding Harson. He writes, even though all signs seem to point that uh, it is an it, uh, his an um, inevitable firing. Excuse me. Another uh, point, uh, important point from uh, from Hokuson, He said the buyout doesn't really matter if the Tigers uh, owe him upwards, still owe him upwards of fifteen million, regardless of whether they let him go now or at the end of the season and some other notes he has there, but pretty much the gist of that article. But your thoughts on kind of where Auburn's at, they got the week off, uh, a bye week. A lot of people thought this might be the week they made 
a change to give a chance to kind of, you know, get things in, in order, get people in place. But, um, you know, I, I do think that, you know, hiring an AD, let him come in, let him make the choice of the guy that's going to be leading the number one money generator for that university. That's the Armored Tiger football team. But um, I don't I don't I don't know the statement that, you know, based on the other jobs that are open out there, that Auburn is that so much more attractive than those other jobs that they can sit back and just wait as long as they want because everybody's going to wait on them. Well, it's very attractive for one reason. It's Auburn. They've got a good tradition. Uh, it's also a really attractive job to a guy that wants to coach and see if he can prove himself in the SEC. I got to stop at this point, though, Jay, and ask you, I, I, I may have misheard, was there some opinion in what you just told us that he would not only stay through the year, but he would be back next year? Did I hear that right or wrong? Yeah, that was the beginning of his article, and um, wow. that was what what he had to say. The the, the as far as I think it's Lance, uh, I don't know if it's Daw or D A W E, uh, who wrote the article for the Auburn Daily. But um, yeah, it, it, that was kind of his opening statement. Some believe that because the Tigers did not let him go after the loss to Ole Miss, that he will be retained through the end of the season and will return as head coach next season. And he goes on and talks about the confusing rumors, kind of back and forth. But Hokinson. I pretty much said that, you know, it's a done deal. It's a matter of timing when they'll get it done. Everybody wants it done now. That's just not going to be the case. They have the luxury of sitting back and waiting and uh, having a chance to, you know, first of all, hire an AD, put him in place, and allow him to go out and uh, yeah. find the coach that he wants to bring in. I'm really surprised that they haven't hired an AD. And I, there's uh, a lot of groundswell, uh, you know, support for Rich McGlynn. Uh, but evidently, if they were going to do that, they would have already named him. I mean, that's just what I see in my limited administrative duties in life. But uh, I think that does, the fact that they don't have an AD uh, probably has led to the fact that they haven't let him go yet. Uh, I, I think we were all, I think Lars was kind of leading the bandwagon on this is the perfect week to go ahead and let him go uh, because of the off week. Well, Auburn hasn't pulled the trigger on that. So now, Jay, I don't expect them to do it until the end of the year. As far as him returning in 2023, I don't see that happening. So what I think is going to pan out here is they will either name Rich McGlynn full-time AD, and that, like I said, doesn't seem likely right now. They'll hire one, uh, but right before they hire one, they'll let the old guy fire him. Isn't that the way you do it, Jay? Yeah, uh, they'll, 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 they'll let you, him you make start. the firing. Yeah. yeah, let 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 the AD come yep. in with a, a clean slate and not have that on his yep. resume that he was the guy that came in and fired Harson, but instead came in and found the guy that to replace him. Um, it's a, it's be a tough place to, to coach right now. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying other coaches coming in, but for Harson, I mean, give the guy some credit. I mean, he you know he he's in the game. I mean, he kind of knows his fate is that, or at least the rumors are that he's out. Uh, that he'll be out, you know, at some point in time in the season or at the end of the season when it's when it's all said and done, um, you know, to go in there daily and do your job and and to continue to execute the way that they have done as far as from a coaching staff standpoint, that's got to be tough, uh, tough for the players too. I mean, you know, the the problem with waiting is you know, number one the amount of coaches that will be out there at that time that, that will be available for the job, but also it hurts you recruiting. Uh, the recruits begin to think, you know, there's just instability there. I don't sure. know who's going to be the next head coach or you know, and, and again, if there's some rumors or things begin to fly that Auburn's going to make a hire, and uh, even though Harson may finish the season, this guy's going to take over at the bowl game or won't be there till spring practice, but at least they know who it is. Uh, it could give Auburn some life in recruiting, especially if it's a big name. Yeah, and I kind of 
put the recruiting issue to the side, but you're right. Uh, that is something that needs to be addressed. But I've never been a fan of letting guys go in the middle of the year, uh, although that has become, uh, I, I think, the norm rather than the exception. Um, you get you know your OC or DC to take over, and, and, and you move on from there. And, and I guess even them, though, um, who recruits? Uh, everybody wants to know who the next coach is, so why would you commit until you find out? Um, man, it's piled coat hangers, and uh, we will soon see uh, how that pans out. But point blank, Jay, as I said a minute ago, if they didn't do it this past Sunday, by the way, uh, a note, I watched a lot of the uh, Auburn Ole Miss game. Auburn could have beaten a few teams in the SEC the way they played this past Saturday. So we'll see what happens following the off week. But uh, if if you had to, you know, bet your car on it, Jay, uh, does he make it through the end of the year, yes or no? I got a feeling now that they've got to this point that he does. I mean, I guess unless it's just a really disturbing, upsetting loss, um, you know, if in Tuscaloosa, Alabama was to blow him out, would they go ahead and fire him then and, and not let him finish up, uh, which he may be finished up at that time if they don't make it to a ball game uh, based on kind of where they're at right now. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I would say definitely that he's going to be out. Uh, it just looks that way. It sounded that way. It, I mean, I think if they lose to Missouri in that game, I think there were a lot of people ready to pull the trigger. And, um, you know, they were able to pull it off with a uh, unbelievable play there on the goal line where they fumbled the football, uh, goes out of the bounds. I mean, and just an amazing turn of events there for them. So we'll see. I mean, it would be a great comeback story if he could survive it. I tell you that. I never want to see anybody get fired. Uh, you know, jo- jobs in the coaching ranks are, t- are very tough. But here's the thing about it. I don't feel as much as sorry for him anymore, Matt, with these buyouts they've got because the guys walk away with a pretty good golden parachute. Yeah, no kidding. Where were those when we were around? (laughs) Exactly. Steve Irvine coming up next in 1819 Sports, and uh, always great to have him on and talk about the UAB Blazers. They've got Western Kentucky coming up tomorrow night at 7 p.m. We'll get his thoughts on it coming up next. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. You don't ride an elevator for the music, and you don't pick an airline for the movies. So when it comes to audio entertainment, it makes sense to choose Audible. It's the home for... Above the freezing mark, the sky cleared, the low at 39. And a beautiful day tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, the high at 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Steve Irvine from 1819 Sports and uh, look forward to visiting with him about UAB and Western Kentucky coming up tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. You can watch that on CBS Sports 
Network. And uh, great to have Steve on each and every week to uh, preview these UAB football games and talk about the Blazers. Steve, thanks for being with us. Hey, appreciate you guys for having me on again. Definitely. And um, again, uh, just kind of give us your thoughts, kind of where UAB is now about halfway through the season. And, um, you know, a team that, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, a new coach stepping in uh, as the head coach with Brian Vincent, Coach Clark stepping down because the back stuff. So a lot of things kind of happening off the field, but just kind of how they've responded to all that and where they're at right now. Yeah, I mean, I think they're playing well. I mean, I I, I think that uh, this one, you know, this week is going to be a huge test. I mean, you know, you know, you're, you're looking at right now, UAB's four and zero at home and zero and two on the road. So you know, having to play, you know, Western Kentucky team that's you know certainly one of the better teams in in, in Conference USA, you know, on the road uh, is going to be tough. And you know, and I think that Western Kentucky is really doing a lot of things. They're bringing in uh, Shaquille O'Neal is going to be a uh, have a pre uh, pregame concert on the on the lawn outside the stadium, and then going to come in and be a DJ during the game and. So that's going to, I think, uh, bring a lot of excitement, and it's a blackout game, and that's going to bring a lot of excitement, and and uh, you know, so I think it's going to be a, a really, really difficult situation, uh, you know, this week, uh, it, you know, tomorrow for um, you know for for UAB, but you know they're playing well right now, and so uh, you just got to clean some things up. I think if they play a clean game, you know, avoid you know too many penalties and and uh, and the turnovers, uh, you know, I think they uh, this is a game certainly a game UAB could win. I'm curious uh, about the Shaq DJ thing, but I'm not going to get into that. I don't want to talk football, but I thought that that's pretty cool. And I, I wonder if he, why isn't he doing it at LSU? Why isn't he doing it at LSU? I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, hey, how did this come know. about? Because it's, it, it's, it's, do you know anything about it? No, I really don't. I, I, I you know, I, I, I would like to learn a little more and I just hadn't had a chance to, to talk to anybody there, but, uh, you know, I think this is something that he does occasionally. This type of thing does occasionally, and you know, Shaq strikes me as the kind of guy that, you know, all you got to do is ask him, you know, and yeah, and pay him obviously. But I mean, all you got to do, I mean, it, it seems like that, you know, this is he loves stuff like this. So I don't know where where it comes from. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I, I really do. I, I mean, I, I I couldn't tell you anything that anything about his music other than the fact i will be able to tell you you know after friday because i'm going to get there early and, and and go out and watch this guy watch this, watch the show so uh you know uh so it'll be it'll be fun but i'm not sure how it came about how about the friday night game how did that come about because it, it offers uab a lot of exposure western kentucky too yeah it, you know it's a tv deal you know cbs sports network does uh, a lot of friday night games for uh, conference usa and you know, UAB hasn't really had to have the opportunity to take advantage of that. Uh, and really, I can't I can't remember if they ever have, but you know, certainly it's been a long time if they have. And so uh, it's just uh, you know, finally it's their you know it's their opportunity, and you know, obviously Western Kentucky's opportunity. And you know, I love it. I mean, I, I think I, I I do know that you know when Bill Clark and uh, and Brian Vincent both you know are, are such big high school football guys. You know, they they believe in high school football. I, I you know I know that I know Bill was really hesitant to do Friday night stuff because, you know, just because of high school football. But I think occasionally um, you need to do something like that, and, and, and I like it. I think it's a good thing. Steve Irvine, 1819 Sports, joining us, and uh, we're talking UAB Blazers. They come in to the game 4-2 and two and 2-1 uh, and one, uh, conference uh, USA play, but as you brought up the four home games, 4-0, 0-2 oh, oh, on the road. And you look at it now, they're riding a two-game win streak following that 34-20 to 20 victory over Charlotte last weekend. 
and the running game combined for 279 yards. And a guy getting it done again is Dwayne McBride, Debo, uh, spearheaded the attack, 137 yards, two scores, and uh, has now hit the 100-yard mark in rushing in every game this season. Uh, UAB is definitely, as far as yards rushing up there nationally, 244 yards per game. And their defense, number one in the conference, total yards allowed per contest, 319.2. When you look at that record, you look at what they're doing offensively and how they're playing defensively. What kind of grade do you get Brian Vincent right now as the interim head coach? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I would probably give him a, you know, pretty solid B right now. You know, obviously, to me, an A is, is somebody who's, you know, undefeated. Uh, right. But, I, you know, I think he's done a great job. I mean, I think he's he's held them together through some tough times. You know, they've had some, you know, they've had some, again, they've had some tough times on the road that, that um, you know, but I think they've learned from those times. And I, and I think that's the one thing that, that you see that, that, that Brian Vincent's done as a head coach is, they respond to adversity really well. And that's one thing that I think was a strength of Bill Clark. I mean, I think that every time under Bill Clark, you know, since 2017, particularly every time they got in a, you know, a tough situation and, and, and it was adverse situation, they responded, you know, and I think that's what you're seeing from Brian Vincent also. And, and to me, that's big. I mean, cause you, you know, you know, Jay, and I mean, you know, during the football season, it's not going to be, it's not all wine and roses. I mean, there's, there's times where you face some situations and, you know, you, 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 you blow games or you, you know, you have a bad game and, 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 you, and responding from that is the key, you know, and, and I think he's really done a great job of, 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 of doing that, holding them together. So I think he's really done a solid job. Western Kentucky's pretty good football team. As, as I look at their resume here, they dang near beat Indiana. Um, and this will be a good game. I'm looking at the point spread right now. It's uh, Hilltoppers by a point and a half. So uh, this could be a terrific football game. What does Western bring to the table? Don't they kind of sling it around a little bit? Oh man, yeah. They, you know, they, you know, they had they kind of reinvented themselves. You know, Tyson Helton's the head coach, and two years ago, three years ago, or a couple years ago, I guess it is. You know, they were struggling offensively, and then last year they brought in Bailey Zappi from uh, Houston Baptist and, and his, his offensive coordinator and really kind of changed things around there. And, you know, he had a huge year now with the Patriots. And they got another transfer kid this year, uh, Austin Reed from West Florida, a Division II national champion. And, uh, you know, they, they just they, they like to spread you out. And, uh, you know, it's a, a lot of short game stuff, you know, a lot of stuff just uh, kind of dink and dunk you a lot. And then, and then all of a sudden hit you over the top. But uh, they, they love to sling it around and, you know, I think they're. Uh, I think the key this year is too is they're running the ball better. Last year they just they were. I mean, you couldn't stop their their passing game last year, and they really didn't try to run the ball a lot. This year they're running the ball well, and uh, so they're they're pretty balanced. So it's it's, it's a hard team. Uh, it's a hard team to to defend. But now you look at UAB. I think one thing that really is amazing to me about UAB is, you know, they face some really good pass offenses. You know, so far this year, you know, Georgia Southern is one of the top. In the in the country, uh, you know, um, Middle Tennessee had uh, Lord knows how many yards against uh, Miami, and you know, then uh, you know, last week Charlotte had Chris Reynolds as one of the best in Conference USA, and the most yards that passing yards that UAB has given up this year is 215, you know, against against good passing offices. So that's 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 amazing. Now a lot of that, some of that is is uh, they've done a really good job of kind of. Decoying teams into try, uh, going away from their passing game. You look at you know, by by you know playing six DBs and the way they line up and 
you know, it, it tells the offense like, hey, we've got to run the ball the way they're lined up, and it kind of it kind of uh, tricks you into going out of your strength a little bit. And I think that they've done a good job of that, and uh, so we'll see. This is the best. This this will be the best uh, passing offense. They face some really good ones, but this will be the best passing offense they they've seen so far uh, easily. Yeah, it should be a great matchup just all the way around. Just if you look at the number, the Hilltoppers now they come in number one in rushing defense uh, in the conference. Uh, one hundred twenty point four yards per game they've given up. Uh, it's going to be a tough battle for them right now with Dwayne McBride, uh, Debo, who now sits at number one in the country in rushing yards per game at one hundred fifty five point six. He's fourth in rushing touchdowns, eleven, despite only playing in five games so far this season. And um, you know, I think too, Dylan's doing a terrific job. I think right right at sixty seven percent completions. Uh, in the past game, but you got to give a lot of credit to the offensive line too. I mean, they remain one of the best in the conference ranked 24th in line yards, 25th in their stuff rate, 39th in rush play success rate. That's all per college football data, but um, you know, really should be a great matchup because both these teams, the strengths they've got, they, they've got the other side of it on defense. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. I, I will say this Western Kentucky hasn't seen a rushing attack. You know, certainly hasn't seen a running back like, like, like Dwayne McBride. I mean, there's, you know, you know, I, I funny little thing talking to uh, Cameron Blankenship, the uh, offensive line coach at UAB uh, earlier this week, who's really done a tremendous job. He's it's just kind of his first year doing it, you know, by himself, and you know he's a former lineman there, really, really done a nice job as, as offensive line coach. But he was talking about, I was talking to him about, you know, they were one of the 22 teams uh, named to the uh, Joe Moore Award, uh, you know, uh, midseason honors list, and. You know, he, he was, you know, he's praising his guys, but, you know, he said, he said, hey, now, it, it doesn't hurt to have a guy like Dwayne McBride and or guys like Dwayne McBride and, and Jermaine Brown. And then he, he told me a story about last week they were trying to run the clock out and they ran a little outside zone play. And, and Cameron said, or Coach Blankenship said, we didn't block it at all. And he said, we just didn't block it. You know, he just didn't, didn't do a good job. And he still got eight yards out of it. You know, and he, and he said he, he was he wasn't blocked, and he got eight yards out of it. So it really should have probably been a loss or you know no gain. So it really, I mean, they've done a great job, and I think it, it goes back you know back and forth. They've done a great job, he's done a great job, and we will see what Western Kentucky can can do. I mean, because they, you know they they um they they're very good up front, but they haven't seen a running game or running back like this. So you know we'll see. Hey, Steve, before we let you go, uh, UAB and Western Kentucky have been playing each other, not just in football, but a lot in basketball. So I've made quite yeah. a few trips to Bowling Green. Uh, love the Corvette Museum. But the one yeah. thing Gary Sanders taught me in Bowling Green is to go to Rafferty's. Have you ever gone to Rafferty's and had their ribs? I have been to Rafferty's. I uh, have had their ribs, uh, and it was it was tremendous. So. I would, I would, yeah, yeah. Good that, that would, I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, now hey, if Gary Sanders says it, it's done, man. I mean, if he, if he recommends gospel. a place to eat, yes. <laughs> no doubt about that. But yes, it's tremendous. Uh, it's tremendous. All right, here, uh, expand your uh, expense account and take Shaq there. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> I don't think we have enough money for that. <laughs> hey before we let you go tell us a little bit about 1819 and your role there yeah 1819 news it was just a wonderful job we're, we're a year old now it's a uh, uh i've been doing sports there since uh, uh july uh just we try to cover 
sports wise, we cover, you know, the state, you know, I, I try to do, in fact, I'm really looking forward to that Troy South Alabama game tonight. That should be tremendous. And, uh, and but try to cover the state, try to cover all levels. Uh, you know, I've been doing some high school stories some some, uh, some professional athletes I've done profiles on and then obviously college football, college athletics. So, uh, give us a look, 1819news.com, just uh, doing wonderful, incredible staff, and I just feel honored to work with those people. Thanks, Steve. Man, great stuff as always, Steve. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. All right, Steve Irvine joining us as he does each week, talking UAB using in West Kentucky tomorrow night, Friday night game, 7 p.m. kickoff. You can watch it on CBS Sports Network. And Steve Irvine from 1819 Sports uh, they do a great job covering the state, no doubt about it. Hey, talking hey, about Jay. Rafferty's. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You been yeah, there? Yeah, talking about Rafferty's. I, I actually had a chance. I uh, was doing a, 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 some business. This has been, gosh, a number of years back. And I uh, met the owner of Rafferty's. You'll never believe where I met him at. And uh, I'll tell you more about it on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. Amarillo by morning. Man, what a great song. Um, and as we continue here live from AVX Audio Video X with Matt Coulter. I'm Jay Barker. Lars Anderson has a day off. He'll be back, back with us tomorrow. Getting ready for Alabama Mississippi State coming up on Saturday again. 6 p.m. Uh, kickoff is going to be uh, at Bryant Denny Stadium. And I was talking about the Rafferty's owner before we went to break. Um, w- number one, I guess, what a great restaurant. It's so funny. I actually saw a Rafferty's uh, advertisement recently and I thought, I haven't seen Rafferty's in forever. And then you brought it up today and then i started thinking back um after i saw that the last time that that i was at uh the tennessee alabama game was back in 2006 and i was actually uh there when a buddy of mine came up said i want to introduce you to the owner of of rafferty's and he wants to just talk to you about some of the stuff that we were doing at that time and um so we went down to the vol navy and he had a boat right there in the vol navy and i had a chance to, to meet him i can't remember the guy's name but that, that was the, uh, the the last time Alabama had lost until this year to the uh, Tennessee wow. Volunteers. It was tough to sit in the stands that day back in 2006, and uh, Tennessee won that game 16-13. to 13. Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, uh, no, just, just joking. <laughs> uh, I have always – Jay, it's my bucket list stuff, and you've probably done this, but I have always wanted to get on a, a decent-sized – watercraft and get on uh, the boat there at ditto landing in Huntsville, which is, is my hometown and go up the Tennessee and participate in the volunteer Navy. Uh, have you done that? And then when you met with Rafferty's owner on his boat, was it pretty darn cool? That was unbelievable. I mean, the boat was huge. Uh, I mean, it was a yacht. Um, I mean, a big, uh, both that you would think, you know, wow, I mean, that they took this, um, you know, down the river like this and that they, you know, I, I think that's one of the cool things about it. And the SEC, all the schools have 
so many really just old, just traditional stuff that's been there for years that it will stay there for years. And I love that stuff. Uh, every time I'm in Knoxville, I try to go down uh, to the Vol Navy area, and I forget that. What's the name of the restaurant that's right there on, on the uh, on the edge there that you can look out? Uh, I, is I there think, Calhoun's you, there? Calhoun's. That's what I'm thinking about. I can't remember if we did a show there or yeah. if um, I, I did a pregame show or something, but. We were out there getting getting ready. It was a Friday before, and I think it was um, that Friday before the Tennessee game. And all of a sudden, there was a huge uh, boat going up and down the, uh, the the river. And and gosh, it was one of those uh, like ferry type boats. And it was the Alabama yeah. alumnus, and the Alabama band was on there playing "Yay Alabama" and all this type of stuff. And the Alabama fans were doing a pep rally on one of the big ferry boats uh, up and down the river. I thought that was. Really, really cool, and uh, I'm sure a lot of fans have enjoyed that over the years. But I'm like you; that would be interesting. I mean, where would you go out of? You said in Huntsville. I would. Just, there's a there's a couple landing points uh, just south of uh, Huntsville, and I just threw Ditto out there because that's where we used to skip school and go jump in the Tennessee River. But uh, <laughs> I think now it's a really, really nice area, and um, I don't know how long it takes. I don't think it's terribly long. Uh, I don't think it takes more than a day. But you're going upstream, right? You're going east. You're going upstream, but um, who cares how long it takes? You have to leave a yeah. week early. Uh, wouldn't matter to me. It's just one of those things. One of my bucket lists was to do to broadcast a game from Nayland Stadium uh, because I always had so much respect for John Ward, uh, mm-hmm. forever the voice of the of the Tennessee Volunteers. Give them six. Uh, but uh, it, and you've been in the press box there, right? I have. I mean, and you're I, talking and I, and I about John literally. And, and had a chance. Yeah, I had a chance to yep. interview him a number of times before he passed away. It's football time in Tennessee. He used to always say right before the end of the, our beginning of the games, and that was when it, you, know, you knew it was ready to play. And uh, kickoff was about to get started. The tee was about to open up. Uh, that, that was a great, great tradition. Um, and, you know, as much as I hate the fact that Alabama lost this weekend, never like it when Alabama – loses um to see that that rivalry still means something and, and to see that it's still there yeah. and to see tennessee at the place that they're at right now i mean I, I as i've said before i think it's very very healthy for the conference um and to see those fans who are so passionate for their team they had had nothing really to cheer about for over a decade and to have the, that game and, and to see the excitement level and, and the type of game that it was I, I think was a great thing for the conference i think great for the rivalry uh in itself I know Alabama fans don't want to hear that because, and I don't. You know, I, I would much rather walk away and still thought the rivalry was great with a Sweet 16 win, but uh, but to see all that just reminds you of how special this Alabama program is to so many people out there to beat them that they want to rush the field every time they do it now, uh, and that Alabama's only had what six uh, losses away from uh, Bryant-Denny Stadium since uh, Coach Saban has been there. I mean, that's that's what's amazing about it as well. This may be number seven, but. Uh, reading that stat this weekend, uh, just a reminder of how great it's been. Just another note on John Ward because he had such an immense vocabulary. Occasionally he'd throw out that five or six syllable word. Did you go, John, what does that mean? But uh, his <laughs> delivery, he was all Tennessee. It, it was just, uh, it was great to get to meet him when I went to the stadium. But in, in addition to him, uh, the volunteer Navy, but going through the T, and they have a really good walk up with the band beforehand. Uh, it's a great tradition, but I'm like you. I don't like losing to them ever, anytime, never again. But the one thing I remember, uh, maybe not more than anything, but it's true. And you've been in the press box. 
Um, you are like a mile and a half in the air. Oh yeah, you yeah, are so looking high. And, and yeah, and when Tennessee uh, wears the the burnt orange, which by the way, I know it's Tennessee. I'll, it's a good look. But with they wear that with the white numerals, you're 400 feet in the air. Uh, you can't see the numbers. Um, I don't know how John Ward did it, but uh, obviously, I guess he had a better command of the Tennessee roster than I did. But um, all right, Jay. Enough about Tennessee. When well, we get back, last point, real quick on Tennessee. Do you think there will sure, be a rematch? Sure. Uh, no, because I think Georgia will win at home. I agree. Um, but you know what? I would really like to see it because I think we kicked that volunteer butt. Of course, I thought that last Friday too, didn't I? Uh, I knew it'd be close, but uh, I there'll be a lot of a lot of fans rooting there. for that uh, for Tennessee to win that game. Wanting them back in the SEC title game to get some re- get a rematch and a redo with them. Um, I mean, I heard that from a number of Alabama fans so far this week yeah. and right after the game, especially. But I, I agree with that. I think Georgia is going to run it right down their throats. Um, I do too. And Bennett's going to go off and play his control management game, and uh, I think Georgia will win it not easily. But uh, it, I tell you, it ought to be a great football game. Hey Jay, when we get back on the other side of the break to wrap up this edition of the Jay Barker Show and Network. I want to inform you about a Thanksgiving trend that really, really made me very happy. It's uh, We're putting it in reverse on something we needed to do a long, long time ago. So we'll do that on the other side of the break. Also, Jay, got to talk a little Major League Baseball, right? Did you watch any well, yesterday? A little bit. I did. I watched some in the afternoon. Watched a little bit last night. And, uh, man, the Astros took down the Yankees. What, was it 4-2 four, four to two or 5-2? to two? The final score of that four game, two. but uh, yeah, four two. The uh, yeah, I've been trying to watch as much as I possibly can. This is, I mean, believe it or not, I'm not a, a big baseball watcher. During the season, when the playoffs start, the World Series, I get I get dialed in. Uh, I think that's when uh, some of the baseball, best baseball, pl- is played. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. More to come. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. No one covers Alabama football better than 95.3 The Bear and Tide 100.9. We are the flagship home of Alabama football. Each game day, D.C. and Matt. Above the freezing mark, the sky cleared, the low at 39. And a beautiful day tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, the high at 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. It started way back in third grade. I used to sit beside him in New Hayes. A pink dress, a matching bow, and her ponytail. She kissed me on the school bus, but told me not to tell. Next day I chased around the playground. Across the monkey bars to the merry-go-round. And Emmy Lou got caught passing me a note. Before the teacher took it, I read what she wrote. Do you love me? Do All right, welcome back in as we continue and uh, wrap up hour number two here on the Jay Barker Show with uh, Matt Culture and uh, Lars Anderson back with us tomorrow. We're live from AVX Audio Video Excellence, and we are presented by Top Golfer Birmingham, driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. 
Oxford, Anasagosi, Tony Russell, and all the great folks there as Sonny King Ford. All right, Matt, you had a couple of teases coming out. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you and I have had this discussion for probably 30 years now. We both love Thanksgiving, and I love Thanksgiving, and I certainly understand and praise the significance of Christmas and Easter. But my favorite holiday, as far as family, food, print, and all that, is Thanksgiving. And I would go into great detail, and maybe I will before we get to that date. But it really annoyed me that over the past years that Black Friday had expanded to where businesses, which means their families, their friends, the people got to come in and work, started opening at like, what, 6 and 7 o'clock Thanksgiving evening. And, and guess what? It worked. People showed up. But recently, they put it in reverse. Walmart is the latest to announce that they are going to be closed all of Thanksgiving Day. Their CEO, John Ferner, said, that's a thing of the past. Fortunately, all, all of our associates will be able to spend time with their loved ones this year. Way to go, Walmart. I probably don't say that very often. But then, <laughs> this falls on the heels of Target, Kohl's, Best Buy, who have also announced that they would be closed for the holiday. It's a special holiday, and it's all, in my opinion, it's all about family food, football, and faith family food and football and, and your blessings and, and what you're thankful for. So uh, I know that's not a sports topic, although football is involved. I just think it's great that these big box stores are saying, go spend time with your family. That's a cool deal. Yeah, it's great because what happens is not only do the people have to go work, but then people feel like there's something they can get done on it. You know, instead of spending that time with their family, they want to go to the store. They want to go shopping or, you know, go get, uh, you know, started early on the Black Friday type sales and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think that day needs to be just definitely, as you said, held off for, for family and, and uh, getting together and spending time with the people that you love, reflecting on the things that you're thankful for. So uh, great move. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, Walmart at times you can you can criticize them for a lot, but you can't criticize them for this. You got to praise them for, for doing no, something like this. They're boys. Jay, in your entire life, have you ever participated in Black Friday? Never have. Not one time have you? Me either. No, no, not good. No, oh, they can have it. Uh, I, what is it that comes the Monday is Cyber Monday or something? Yeah, Cyber Monday. Either. I have yeah. done that before. I've actually gone on and, and bought stuff, but I mean, that's, you know, right there, you know, on your iPad or your laptop or whatever and uh, can order and get great discounts and sometimes uh, not taxed as well. And um, yeah, that, that's actually a, a really. I, I like that better than Black Friday, no doubt. I'm not, I'm not going to go stand in line and then rush in to uh, try to go grab the TV or grab the you know particular thing that's on sale. Um, you know, it, it's like they 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 think they can control the chaos, and um, and it just doesn't happen. When people feel like they're going to get a great deal on a particular item they're looking for, then all of a sudden the fighting begins, and we see all the videos every year of all the different shoppers going in. They started doing numbers, I guess, started handing them out or letting certain amount of people in at certain times. I think they tried to combat that just a little bit saying, look, if you got here and you stayed here for that period of time, you're going to get the first uh, so many minutes to shop uh, inside the, uh, the the store. But uh, we'll see. No, I, 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 I would never, I don't think, ever do, do that unless one of my kids were working at the store and asked me to come. <laughs> uh, that that would be the only way I would go, too. But uh, often it looks like the end of an Alabama-Tennessee game in, in Knoxville. Right, exactly. Uh, when they open those doors, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not going there. But anyway, I, I think I've only ordered one gift online in my life. How old am I, Jay? <laughs> I'm not going to say. All right, on to Major League 
on a Major League Baseball yesterday. San Diego fell behind two to nothing. I'm thinking, oh man, I'm thinking it's going to get swept at home by the Phils. No, boom! San Diego tacked seven, I believe, in the fifth or sixth inning and went on to win eight to five. That series is now even one one as they head back to the city of brotherly love. Then the Astros were hitting the bombs and they defeated the Yankees by a score of four to two. Uh, now Houston leads that series one zero and they play again tonight around six thirty. Jay. Uh, the Astros-Yankees series is intriguing to me because I don't like either one of them. So who, out of those two teams, the Astros were notorious. They're, they're cheaters. And the Yankees just have way too much money. So uh, of those two teams, who are you pulling for? Yeah, I mean, I, agree. I mean, especially what the Astros did recently. Um, and I think everybody kind of looks at that. But Grant Cagle who is a uh, Alabama native and big, big Alabama fan. Uh, Grant is actually one of the owners of the Yankees, and he's actually been in studio with us over uh, probably the the first year or two. And then uh, Grant and I actually sat at the national championship game together uh, against Georgia uh, this past year and um, and, and had a chance to meet his mom for the first time. I actually had met her at a golf tournament, but really had a chance to spend time talking to her and a great guy, and um, so I'm pulling for the Yankees for him. I want to, I want to see him be able to get another ring, and um, you know he, he's a guy, young young guy, and has really just worked his way up through that organization, and uh, and now an owner and a part of that. He's really good friends with Aaron Judge. Talks about what a great uh, person that he is, and how cordial he is not only with the fans, but you know people that want to come and spend time and talk to him. That he's such a uh, uh, an approachable guy. I, I love to hear that about uh, some of the superstars. That are playing the game, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pulling for the Yankees for uh, that reason okay. and also the the Astros cheating. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with the Yankees. I had forgotten about that Cagle guy that you were telling me about. Grant Cagle is that his name? Um, uh-huh. Because both you and Laura said you wouldn't know he owned the Yankees or owned a portion a portion yeah. of it. So super. Uh, good. All right, I, I can go pinstripes now. I can't go Philly. I just can't do it because uh, they're in the same division of the Braves. However, David Robertson. Played at Alabama, pitcher. He's been in the bigs for, what, 10 years now? He worked himself back after what many thought was a season-ending injury, and now he's playing for the Phils. I I will pull for him when he's tossing, but the rest of the time, it's all about the Padres. Wow, that two hours flew by, Jay. Let's go get something to eat. Let's go to Rock and Roll Sushi. (laughs) Let's do it. And I'm pulling for the San Diego uh, Diego Padres as well for Robbie Glenn. That's his hometown, so he's, he's got the Padres hoping they're going to go on and win the World Series. We'll see. All right, from Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson will be back with us tomorrow. I'm Jay Barker. Thanks for listening in throughout the network, as well as thanks to all of our producers uh, down at uh, Ty 100.9 FM and Josh Smith, our producer of all things here on the Jay Barker Radio Network over Crawford Broadcasting now, and uh, we appreciate everything that he does. Thank you for listening each and every day. Join us tomorrow for the Friday edition. We get ready for Alabama-Mississippi State coming up this weekend, 6 p.m. kickoff in Brian Denny Stadium. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance.